Episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 81.0. And we are still knee deep into the Beer of the Bag game. And uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. And Anthony. Hi. And this is our first RPG. Um,. We decided we wanted to do a bad RPG for the year of the bad game. Uh, and it was kind of, it was almost unanimous that we were going to do two worlds. And for some reason, we mentioned Bound by Flame, and everybody said, yeah, let's do that one instead. Pivot. <laughs> like a hard Good pivot. choice. Yeah, uh, I think we made the right choice. Um, I have... Not so this is an upside down year. When you say the right choice, do you mean the right choice for a worse game or the right choice to play a better game? The yes. right, the right choice to play a better game. Perhaps we're we're making doing a disservice to the year of the bad game, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I can only wade through so much crap before it is I have piling to, up. It's piling up fast. Uh but yeah, Two Worlds, I've seen that game played. I've never played it. I've seen that game played, and I've also watched a speed run of that game, which is like three minutes. Yeah. I actually have a little trouble playing that game. It's one of my rare physical PC games. Oh, wow. uh, But my DVD drive on my computer has not opened in about three years, so <laughs> I don't know if it does open anymore. Yeah, so... Dodge that bullet. We're playing Bound by Pl- Bound by Flame. Bound by Flame. Excuse me, I can't talk today for some reason. But uh, yeah, made developed by Spiders. Uh, if anybody knows who Spiders is, um, well, they're kind of known for making weird RPGs that are not very conventional. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, well... Technomancer. Tech, the Technomancer... Um, was it Mars Warlogs, I think, was one of them? I'm, I'm, I'm yep. going through... Yeah. So they made Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. <laughs> uh, Fairy, Legends of Avalon, Grey Matter, Of Orcs and Men, Mars Warlogs, Bound by Flame, The Technomancer, and... Coming in September, Greedfall. So they make mostly these weird RPGs. I have seen 
Mars Warlogs played by Ken. Uh, in fact, it was one of those weird experimental things where I watched him play a game and we both commented on it. Um, it was rough around the edges as well. Um, of Orcs and Men was where Sticks came from. Yep. Uh, and then they made Sticks, which is not by Spiders. Yeah, Sticks is not made by Spiders, uh, which is odd because, again, they did do Of Orcs and Men, which was I have a physical copy of, and they only released a physical copy of uh, in um, Europe. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. How'd you, how'd you get a hold of that? You order it. Special? It just it, no. Uh, I was in a uh, game store and they had a copy on, and because it's a Blu-ray disc. We can work in a uh, North American PS3. Gotcha. So, okay. As long as I'm using HDMI out, I should say. But why wouldn't I? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, of Orcs and Men is made by Cyanide and Spiders. Okay. And apparently, Cyanide continued on with Sticks, while Spiders did not gotcha. have any involvement. Okay. So, uh, Spiders is a uh, French company. Um. And yeah, in 2014, they released Bound by Flame uh, for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation 4, along with the PC. Uh, I remember this being probably one of the first early RPGs for the PlayStation 4, uh, which was kind of why I was interested in it. I'm just going ahead and going into my, my history with it. I never played it. I know Ken played it and said he actually enjoyed it. He said it was rough around the edges. Um, and he reviewed it. And when he finished the review, he sent me the disc uh, that it came from the review co- copy. So I have a disc, which much like the, the, the famous Silver Jobs that we call them, it is a standard blank disc with a cover that just says Bound by Flame on it. Uh, and that's what I'm playing. I had never put it in my system, but uh, finally booted it up after, well, going on five years now. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, I have very little history with the game. I, I've been aware of it, I guess, since it came out because kind of looked interesting, kind of looked like The Witcher. It's got a big old demon on the front. So, kind of interested, but, you know, it being a PS3, PS4 game, I figured maybe it wasn't going to be the best PS4 game, but I never really came that close to playing it, either. It just kind of, I knew it existed, I figured maybe someday I'd get to it. It's the kind of game that was on sale, it feels like, every other week, for years. So, I did eventually pick it up. I think eventually uh, it did go on PlayStation Plus for PlayStation 3, I think. If I'm not uh, mistaken, I think it went free on PlayStation Plus at one time. Yeah, I may have it on the PS3 then as well. But I'm actually playing the PS4 version, which I picked up in some sale uh, in the last couple of years. On disc or? Uh, digitally. Digitally, okay. Yep. I have not, n- never played it, never booted it up until a couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. And Anthony, what about you? 
you said this game, uh, I mean, there's been rumblings about this one because they are, like, swearing and stuff in it. I think you were the one that kept bringing it up. So I was standing inside a used game store, and I had two worlds, and <laughs> Cursed Crusade, which is not this game, of course, but um, all I remembered was there was cursing in it, and the Cursed Crusade sounds like a more apt title, that uh, because Bound by Flame... Chris Crusade is a co-op game, so like having Bound in the name made more sense to me. But uh, so I like emailed the crew and was like, "What game was it that has the cursing?" And uh, I think Ken was even like, you, "I think you mean Bound by Flame, not Chris Crusade." I'm like, oh, "Okay." And then I was just like, "Are we doing this for Phoenix Down?" And then I was like, "Yeah, I prefer that over Two Worlds." Everybody was like, "Yeah, we prefer that over Two Worlds," so I picked it up. That's literally my. Um, history with it um and i'm playing the 360 version on xbox one because for some reason this is backwards compatible i don't know why eh. matt hazard is backwards compatible <laughs> matt hazard has more clout i would say there's more, i've heard more about matt hazard than i have ever heard of bound by flame hmm. yeah bound by flame does kind of feel like the game that was immediately forgotten as soon as it came out yeah, over overshadowed if nothing else by that, honestly better RPGs. That's, that's literally Spider's career. Yeah, I mean, Technomancer came out. I remember people going, "This is kind of janky," and then the, no one has talked about Technomancer since. So, I think it also went on Games with Gold or. Um, yeah, I think it's Games with Gold. The Technomancer went um, went free. Mars Warlogs, I think, is probably their most well-known one. But even that, like the Sherlock Holmes game was... Oh, they only did the port for Xbox 360. But regardless, like it's like that's not the most well-known Sherlock Holmes game. Um, of Orcs and Men is barely known. Styx is a more well-known franchise. Um, Greedfall is an upcoming game, but like it's just... No one remembers Spider's stuff. It comes and goes pretty quickly. That's that's the thing that uh, when you say spiders, the first well, the first thing that comes to mind when I, when you say spiders is is that the Piranha Bytes guys or is that the <laughs> there's 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 like three of these European companies that make kind of the same type of games. There's it's oh god, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Piranha Bytes is risen. Risen. Mm-hmm. And gothic. Yeah. It's a little unfortunate when you say it that way, too, because I haven't played really any of these games. I've played a little bit of Fairy, uh, a little bit of Styx, so tangentially, of Orcs and Men. I would love to play Mars Warlogs. haven't played Technomancer, but would like to. Like, they're not well-known. These games aren't well-known. But when I look at this small but focused body of work, it's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's you know, usually... I, I kind of like their... I like the I like their style, if nothing else. Yeah, that's usually what ends up happening. A Spider's game will come out for about a week. People will be like, "Hey, this game came out, and it's kind of weird and interesting." And then that's all you ever hear about it. You won't hear it again yeah. for another for for years. It's the problem when you've got like forty seven blockbusters a year. They kind of take up so much mind space that there's not a lot of time for this type of game. Yeah. Yeah, it also doesn't help that. Like, so, the people that did Two Worlds is Reality Pump, 
just less known. I think they're more known by topware. But um, and they've only basically done two worlds for the last uh, decade. Who who does like the, the who does all the other um, Sherlock Holmes games? Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, because that's the per- that's the other person I'm getting mixed up with. Yeah, I um, Frogwares. Frogwares, right? Yeah, I get Frogwares, spiders, and piranha bites mixed up all the time. And Frogwares, yeah, because Frogwares is the one that did the Sinking City and Mag Runner. They're probably the most competent dev. Mag Runner is a group. fantastic game. <laughs> They're 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 the most competent out of all of them. Like yeah, the Shrug, like Elder games have a bit of jank, but um, they they are the most consistently good. Piranha Bytes is a little messy at times, but um, you know, Elex, their last game was fantastic. Um, and yeah, and Spiders would be the lowest of the three. Yeah. I just in terms that. of quality, like it's just not there, which is disappointing because they do take risks. Yeah, I feel like as Bound, they did with this game, Bound by Flame, I feel like has a little bit more polish than the Risen games do. Oh, hey. absolutely! But the, I always argue that the Risen games, the Risen games were pushed to console as like the big RPG, but they are not optimized for consoles. Yeah. That's the but see I like I've always said that I like, I am a sucker for the Risen games. I always have been. Um they're they're like my my I guess shameful uh, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure, there you go. I almost suggested Risen two for this. Risen two is my favorite. I know, but it's a janky mess. It is a janky mess, it really is. <laughs> Do you want to tell me that fighting crabs on the shoreline was good no, in any way? No, yeah. none of it is good. Were they, they giant giant enemy crabs? It's not even it's yeah. not even that funny. It's literally just like decent sized crabs. The the combat's bad. <laughs> yeah. They're um, not giant enemy crabs, they're decently they're, sized crabs. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're like king crab size. Like these are big crabs, but like not nothing out there, like you know, like they're still smaller than a person. Yeah. Um it's it's clearly made for a PC in that they ported them to consoles and they really didn't do any optimization to how the character feels. So your character just sort of floats over environment. Yeah. That's the yeah. way I can describe it. Um, kind of like when you go to third person in the Bethesda games. Yeah, common affliction. Uh-huh. And But, like, their last game, Elex, is, other than having a really bad difficulty curve, is a fantastic game. Yeah, it's another game that as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I want to play this game. That game is uniquely interesting, and I can't say that about many RPGs. Even ones that try something a little different, like Bound by Flame, um, that game is a post-apocalyptic RPG where you can choose to be a knight or a cyber soldier (laughs) type of thing. (laughs) So, like, a knight with magic, or laser guns and stuff. It, it, yeah. Matt, you sound like you would dig Elix, but you would also dig the Technomancer. Yep. I mean, I... The Technomancer sounds like it would be right up your alley. Yeah, I think so. And and I've said before that I I have a soft spot for these types of games that are ambitious but janky. I, I, I want something interesting. Well, I, I put a lot more value on them trying to do something interesting and 
failing a bit, especially if it's not game breakingly failing. You know, me me too. I, I agree with that. I um, also want to add that uh, The Witcher, the first game, is a notoriously jank title. Oh yes, yeah, yes. We, <laughs> yes, we played through that through the entirety of it. Oh, you played through the first one? Oh yes, suffered through it. I am so, so sorry. For that's both what. You so what, what? What were we doing, Matt? I can't even remember. We were doing like. It might have been Metal Gear. We we were doing like the year of Metal Gear or something like that, and we saw the trailer for The Witcher Three. Yeah. We both we both decided I want to do. We want to play The Witcher Three, but we want to play the first two games. Let's not just watch recaps. Yeah, not like yeah. And so many people told us, "Hey, you should probably just watch a recap of The Witcher One and play The Witcher Two. And we're like, "No, we're we're stupid." We're we're gonna go through the first game. Who oh boy? Perhaps those were the seeds for this year. Yeah, the Witcher. The Witcher, as as good as the story is in that game, is hard to play. As a quick aside, have you seen these shots of Henry Cavill as the Witcher? Yes, I have. Holy crap, they look good. I am so excited for that show. Yeah, I was I was for it when I saw him in that early teaser. So, yeah, spiders making Bound by Flame. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Bound by Flame, you create your own character. <laughs> or do you? Really? You don't really, uh, because they give you the option to name your character and they completely ignore it. That is the most confusing first five minutes of a game. Why give me the choice? Yeah. Had Are it been the- like an hour into the game, I would have been like, oh, they, they must have forgot I named my character. But I just named him. I think it's mainly to name your save file. They should say that. But it, but it also says my name right there whenever I'm speaking. Oh, does it really? Yeah. yeah. yeah they call me something else. I'm I'm just the default a default guy. Was like you know I yeah sure that's fine. I I have to ask what did everybody play as. A woman. A oh, man. Tilk. I'm Tim Tilk. I'm uh I'm a I'm the only black guy face. Yeah. You know, me, you can, me too. Uh, I'm, and I'm I chose a, these really woman. sweet dreadlocks. So I, I find it funny that we all chose um to be a person of color. Yeah, Til- Tilk's one of my go tos. Whenever I have the option to make a character, a lot of times it's Tilk. From Stargate, uh, I was um, I was just impressed that they had that option because you don't get that option a lot, where it doesn't feel like it's out of place. I should say, yeah. Plus, so, I think it was the best face that they had too. <laughs> mine's just a mine's just a, a, a standard woman, and she sounds bored all the time. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, voice acting is a little weird. So, uh, we might as well just say Vulcan, even though I named my character Lifty. <laughs> um, uh, Vulcan is, <laughs> Vulcan is, um, I'll, I'll call, I'll, I'll at least call her Vulcan Fernandez, but, uh, Vulcan is a mercenary who works for, the Freeborn Blades, 
who is a kind of like a mercenary company who goes to the highest bidder and they have, they have most certainly kind of drilled that into your head. Um, because something happens a little bit later on and everybody's like, these people are paying us. We can't do this. Um, but, uh, yeah, the freeborn blades are one of the last, I guess, mercenary companies out there. And they are hired by the red scribes to help protect them as they, uh, do a ritual. They're doing this ritual because they're needing help defeating what they call the dead walkers. Uh, the dead Can I just say the dead walkers? Sorry, you describe them and then I'll make my point. Alright, so the dead walkers are, um, essentially, Anything that dies is resurrected and now works as kind of like this hive mind, uh, evil army that is trying to take over the world. And they also have ice powers. Yeah, they I, also reside in the north. I wonder what this kind of reminds everybody of. Yeah. So, Anthony, what were you going to say? I think they have a really neat design. So I think I mean most of them are are just generic sort of skeleton ghouly looking enemies. Yeah. Um. But specifically, and you see him early on. So like he's the first boss, but he I mean early on it's the guy you see the giant, um, uh, sort of elephant looking dude, the horns and I think open chest. Is it called the Juggernaut? The Juggernaut sounds right. Yeah. Like, his design is fantastic. And it's stuff that... Um, it's stuff that I think only people that are that sort of, like, janky RPG would try. You know? Does that make any sense? It It's so out there that I, I can't see a AAA game doing something like that. Okay. So we're kind of beating around the bush. Matt hinted on it. So these guys are essentially the, if you've ever seen Game of Thrones or read it, it's essentially the White Walkers. Yep. And the way that they tell the story in, I think it's the big opening cutscene, makes them sound exactly like the White Walkers. Yeah. Uh, an unknown necromancer comes from the north with his undead army and everything they touch that dies turns into part of their army. I mean, it's, it's, it's the night King. I, I honestly have no idea about game of Thrones. So yeah. All right then. They, they are mainly, they are essentially the main villains of game of Thrones. And, I mean, 2014, Game of Thrones was in full swing then. I'm starting to think they may have possibly tried to rip them off. <laughs> well, I mean... Okay. You say that now that you've said that. Um, do you recall when Tarantino got big? And everybody needed to do a Tarantino-like film? Sure. Are you into movies? Okay, so um, 
Boondock Saints was kind of built out of that, but instead of being by a person who is like a film fanatic, uh, Boondock Saints was written by like a broy dude. So I find it funny that like once again we have, and it's because you said it, it feels like this game is written by a bro. You know, yeah, like that. Like we have the sort of like the fantasy nerd who writing this series, which has now been is becoming super popular because of a TV show adaptation of it. And then you're saying like, I think it might have been taking a few hints from that. Like, yeah, probably. And it does feel like somebody who is like, bro, I have a great story idea. What if we had vagina monsters though? So, like, it's just, it's, and then the fucking shit and all that stuff, you know, I think you might, you might be, (laughs) might be right, because I wanted to disagree with you up until this point about that, but now that you say, like, oh yeah, this is very much, like, the Game of Thrones plot, (laughs) like, oh, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's definitely a a watered-down version of Game of Thrones. There's no real, like, you know... (sighs) spying and backstabbing and stuff like that. It's obviously a centered story. With, yeah, it's with, more just like the world setting. Yeah, the world setting is basically, oh, the entire, you know, country, or uh, I wouldn't even say country, the entire continent is being devastated by this... The blight is coming, almost like uh, like Dragon Age, even. Which also is another clear inspiration. Yeah. So obviously they've got some Dragon Age in here. They've got some Game of Thrones in here. They've got some... Uh, in fact, I would go as far as to say it seems like they tried to take a couple cues out of Batman's combat in certain aspects. I do like the combat to be... You mean like the dodging and stuff? Yeah, the mm. the instant dodging. Um, so, all right, let's... Let's all right. Let's table the plot for now because there's a lot to go into. So this is an action RPG, um, where you know you have two face buttons, which are your. They're not even light and heavy attacks. They're like it's, it's um, folk. It's like a, a single target and multi-target attacks. Yeah. Uh, so um, and then you have depending on the stance that you're using. So there's two different types of stances in this game. There's the warrior stance and there's the ranger stance. Uh, the warrior stance uses kind of like two-handed weapons, which I guess goes for raw powers. Uh, yeah, and you block rather than dodge. And you block rather than dodge. The ranger stat stance, you use dual daggers and you can dodge out of the way of stuff. So... I tried out, so at the beginning of the game, they force you to use the the um, warrior stance, to which I was like, ooh, this combat's kind of hard. Uh, I then switched over to the ranger stance once they told you, hey, you can do this. I have never went back to the warrior stance. Yep, I mean, that's exactly the, the pattern that I followed. There is no reason to block in this game when you have a dodge button that is an instant dodge. A, a, a literally, you could have a sword clipping through your head, but if you pressed the, the circle button before that sword went through your head, it's going to miss you. 
there are so many invincibility frames in that dodge. Why would you ever go with the warrior stance? There's no reason. So I had the timing down for the the block though with the warrior stance where it, I couldn't get hit it, either. It was just. But the problem is, is if another enemy comes up behind you, they can hit you then. And if you do the jump back as the ranger style, they still can't. Which doesn't make any sense because it's so broken. Ugh. So yeah, I have. So it, on top of that, because with the RPG aspects of it. Um, you gain experience points through completing quests as well as killing enemies, stuff like that. And when you level up, you get some skill points that you can put into stats, uh, or not stats, but you put them into your skills, um, which then give you different types of boons and buffs and stuff like that. Uh, you have three different skill trees. Uh, for one for the warrior stance, one for the ranger stance, and one for the pyromancer, which we will get a little bit later on in the plot. Um, I have almost maxed out ranger. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yes. I'm level like I'm level seventeen already. Damn. And uh, Only yeah. thirteen. Uh, I'm level seventeen and have almost maxed out the ranger and threw the rest of the points into the pyromancer uh and not many points into pyromancer i'm actually slightly higher point wise into pyromancer than i am ranger have you put any points into warrior yes because when i started i I wasn't sure i thought that would be the safer bet before i had really decided to go full ranger now i wish i could get those points back what about you anthony no, because I, I restarted. I, I played on normal and went, no, I'm not doing this on this difficulty. And restarted on easy. I don't even think you need to restart. You can and just change I, it. Well, I didn't know that. So I restarted. <laughs> and now that I've restarted, I'm on easy and I'm not switching to normal. Yeah, I was wow. going to make that comment at some point. I got through... The Were Beast, which we haven't got to. I got through that one boss fight and said, that's it. If it at this rate it'll take me like forty hours to beat this game, so I'm just gonna turn it down to easy. I'm still on normal. I mean I've died a good amount of times, but I mean it's none of this is overly difficult. So we'll see how it goes. Um but yeah. Well la di da. La di da. La di frickin' da. Give myself a rubber cookie. Um, Lolly Lule Low. Oh my god, don't bring the Patriots into this. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so back to the plot. Uh, the Freeborn Blades are protecting the Red Scribes who are doing this ritual. We start off in this, like, it's almost like on the top of a mountain. Uh, and this area is kind of like the tutorial area, obviously. Uh, we have abilities like, um, you can shoot. Uh, uh, crossbow arrows out of your like little wrist arm crossbow. I never have since. Um, you can also set traps. Which why would I set traps whenever I'm just going to yeah. dodge and and attack people? Why would I set traps? Why would I walk forward to potentially put myself in danger to drop a trap that does not enough damage to make it worthwhile? Yeah. 
do you want to upgrade your traps to make them more powerful? No, I legitimately want you to give me the points <laughs> that I'd, I'd have to put into this. And you, like, just get rid of this and give me some more skills. Thanks. Like, yeah. Get rid of this shit. So, uh, but yeah, going through this area, it's almost like a temple on top of a mountain. The Red Scribes are locked in this room trying to do this ritual. And uh, the, the, the Dead Walkers are approaching and sieging on the on the entire temple. Uh, we have to fight them off. We run into multiple people of the company. The captain, Hawk, and... Was it Wolf? I think. Is the other one? Yes, no, I don't... Uh, sure, man. Uh, you're asking too much for, for these people. I, like, I can't remember their names. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, we run into them, help them out. Uh, I was having some trouble with those ghost things, the yep. wraiths. Uh, but uh, after I learned that I could switch to ranger and just dodge everything, I was like, ah, this is easy. Uh, but anyway, so making it through there, uh, we eventually are told to, hey, go into the room where they're doing the ritual because the dead walkers are, like, right at our door. We go inside. They're doing the ritual. Uh, and I wouldn't say something goes wrong, but the ritual doesn't go as expected. And Vulcan, our character, gets hit with whatever they were channeling. What ends up happening is Vulcan is now possessed by a demon that they conjured and is now trapped in Vulcan's body. Which I kind of like gives me uh, gives me the warm and fuzzies thinking about the Venom movie and Tom Hardy oh. dealing dealing with the monster inside. I get a little bit of Tom that Hardy's, here. Tom Hardy's accent in that movie is but that was my favorite part of that movie, and I don't know where exactly this is going to go in this game. I, I gather you either give in or not to him, but oh, I uh, hope so, that there's some good banter. So, how familiar is everybody with the Xbox um, sort of like, you've set your controller down too long, we're going to pop up a bunch of achievement stuff? Has anybody seen that, though, I'm talking about? Like, half the screen comes up? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, <laughs> some achievements definitely spoil the fact that there's going to be a decision. <laughs> like, oh, well, thanks. I sit the controller down for five, five, like five minutes or whatever, and then come back, and then it's like, you chose to let the demon. You chose to be human. Like, why would you follow both of those up? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, now being possessed by this demon, we still have control over our bodies, uh, but uh, the demon can try to influence us. The demon can't control our body completely, uh, but they, we can gain some of its powers. So I guess because it's from hell, we have fire powers now. So that's what I saw as the explanation for why they absolutely 100% ignore our naming. Is that Vulcan is a nickname? Yes. Because of the fire? So, I, I don't know. It seems 
Seems like a weak explanation, but all right, something. But but Vulcan is his name beforehand too. It doesn't make yep. sense. Yep. This doesn't. This doesn't it, make sense. It definitely feels like feels like an oversight that tried to get explained away after the fact. Well, it says here the story follows an unnamed mercenary known only by the pseudonym of Vulcan, a demolition specialist in service to the illustrious Cell Sword Cell Sword Company, the Freeborn Blades. So unnamed, get, but we name ourselves. Yeah. Well, only only Lifty knows what her name is. It's just Lifty. She hasn't told anybody. Just call me Vulcan. So, yeah. And I, I guess if he was a demo expert, Vulcan might have fit before the Fire Demon. Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So now we have uh, awesome fire powers, uh, particularly a couple where we can shoot a fireball. We can light our weapons on fire and get a... Which is amazing. Yes. I never go into a fight without lighting my weapons on fire. Yep. I mean, it's like... It feels like it's triple the damage. It is. Not like a 10% bonus. It is. It's powerful. Unless we later on run into enemies that are fire... Like you run into like some fire zombies or something. They're like, oh, now it's healing them. Great. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we have a few of those powers. There's other powers, too, I noticed that I haven't put points into. Like you can have like these flames like surround you. And yeah, I, I, I put points into that because I needed it before I downgraded to easy. I needed that extra shield. I was just I was getting torn up some of those battles yeah and there's one that um allows you to like kind of shockwave out from you as well so i don't use those much i don't either i just light my 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 light the sword on fire and it's stabby stabbed yep that's all i do your your one two step stab (laughs) then jump back and then jump back and then i jump back too many times whoops (laughs) But, uh, hokey pokey. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, uh, that's when the juggernaut shows up. And, uh, we have to fight it, our first boss. Uh, in, in this tutorial area, I think I leveled up like four times. Yeah, I think that's, I think they, I think it might be, um, strategically done. Did anybody did did everybody save the one guy that you're supposed to save in the first area? I'm pretty sure I did. I did the first time when I restarted. I forgot to save him and he died. <laughs> Oops. Choices matter in this game. I guess. I haven't really ran into we'll see. a lot of that stuff yet. Yeah. So, um Anyway, uh, after beating the Juggernaut, um, the Red Scribes are like, oh man, you got some crazy stuff inside of you. And of course, the demon is talking to us. He speaks in Old English with Dost Thou, the Forsooth. <laughs> and, uh. Thy called me here, thou. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, 
calm yourself. The way this demon talks, he does not like the fact that he is inside a human being and not able to control this human being. Yep. I so, didn't take it as that. I took it as a, I don't like the fact that I'm stuck in your stupid body. I don't want to be here either. Well, yeah. Like, that, that's how I took it. Not like, oh, I, I can't control you, so that's not... I am I took it more as like, I hate this. I don't want to be here either. So you're not happy I'm in your body? Well, guess what? That makes two of us. Thanks. Yeah, that's true. I didn't ask to be fucking summoned and put in you. Let me left the fuck alone. But, uh, yeah. So, um... He comes from this place called the World Heart. Um, which, uh, I, I guess is where the, the dead walkers are trying to get to, because apparently if you kill the world heart, you kill the world. So, uh, it, it, there's multiple times throughout this game where the demon is trying to convince Vulcan to do stuff for the sake of the world, but it's always... It's always pushed in a way where the demon needs to have more control over the body. Um, which we'll get into a little bit later on. But after doing the ritual and defeating the, the juggernaut, we're now possessed. The dead walkers are taking over this temple. We need to escape. We leave and end up in a nearby swamp where we have to go through and hopefully find this forgotten town in the swamp. Uh, and this is where we get, I, I think is where we get our first choice. I don't think it's really a, a choice in the game. You can choose to either go with one of the red scribes, which is a, a, a the the daughter of the head of the Red Scribes. Or you can go with this elf guy who we run into in the woods. Yeah, the sassy gay elf. Yeah. So I chose to go with the the uh, Red Scribe. Did everybody choose her? I did. Well, it sounded like the way it's presented is like you're about to get some action. Spoiler, you don't, but... <laughs> Matt? Yeah, I think I did. It's very clear. Did you get healing while you were in the... Yeah. Yeah, then you chose her. Okay. So I've chosen her throughout most of this until we get a different party member later on. And the reason why is because she heals you, which is exactly what I need. So... We're, we're now let go through the swamp to go and explore and possibly find this village. In the first screen, we get attacked by these spiders. And I get absolutely demolished. Yeah. Like five is, times they, in a row. And they seem Me like too. such simple enemies. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is, this is nothing, this is nothing to be worried about. We're talking the flying jellyfish looking things? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? I'm doing almost no damage to these things. 
and I'm killing one of them and I turn around and my mage friend who's supposed to be healing me is getting killed by three of them. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. So I said, let me try some of these pyromancer powers. First, I tried the fireball. I was like, okay, that does a little bit better damage, but still getting beat. I was like, all right, well, let me try setting my swords on fire. I set my swords on fire and absolutely melted those things. Yep. And I said, well, I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of this game. And I have not went into a fight without lighting my swords on fire first. It's yep. like Sometimes instant I, win. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is certainly powerful. Sometimes I actually leave it off just to just to see if I can do it and not die. <laughs> For personal, especially now that I'm down on easy, I'm like, all right, now I kind of want it to be a little harder. Uh, a lot of these fights with just the easy ones, I mean, you can rip through four, five, six enemies in like a minute, less than, you know, 30 seconds. Right. But, uh, yeah, going through this area, we eventually make it to the village. Uh, we run into a guy who's been guarding the village who speaks in the third person. He's a knight. And from where he comes from, everybody talks like that. They talk in the third person. Uh, he has, he was once part of like this knighthood who, you know, got wiped out by the dead walkers. And so now he's at this village and, and swore to protect it. Uh, but the captain won't let him onto the team. Yeah. The captain won't let him onto the team, but I, I get him to join anyway a little bit later on. Um, so yeah, the captain and the rest of the freeborn blades, uh, meet up in the village. They talk to the village elder or I don't know what what he's called the governor, I guess. I don't know. And, um, this is where the game kind of opens up fully. And so we have two main areas. We have the village and we have the swamp area. And we're going to be going back and forth a lot. So, man, there's a lot to do here. Yeah, this is where it feels certainly more like an RPG. Yeah. And and where I got really excited because I'm like, not only are there side quests, so if I only want to pop the game in for 15 or 20 minutes, I'll just do a side quest or two and be done with it. I like that. I, I don't. I want to be able to chunk out little pieces when I want and do big story advancing missions when I'm ready for them and when I feel like I have time to dedicate to them. Right. Except, uh, so I also like the fact that they're clearly labeled as to what's primary and what's secondary, except that all the secondaries just have a two. And if there's an easy way to tell which two I'm pointed at, I can't really tell. You can do it in the menu. So if you go to your journal, you can say, turn this one off, turn this one on. Yeah. I guess. It's there, Matt. You just gotta use it. Yeah, you just have to fight the, uh, this not good, uh, handling of this game's uh, menus. The, um, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? The UI, like in the, this game, uh, the map is bad. I don't know where I am half the time. 
especially in the main village, because it's broken up into segments. I I have an issue. I end up finding myself going in circles. Yeah, I think lot. it's twofold, because I, I agree, the menus aren't great, but the fact that I would have to go in there and be manually turning all these things on and off every t- five minutes, like, if it's a bad menu and I don't have to spend a lot of time in it, that, that's fine. But if I'm then having to go in repeatedly over and over again and do that, I don't know, it's... It take, takes me out of it. I want to be out adventuring, not freaking sitting in menus all day. <laughs> so, um, there's a few things I do want to mention. Uh, specking your character. So, not only are there skills for combat, there's also skills for uh, other purposes as well. So, feats. Yeah, they're feats. So, you can, uh, there's feats that are, I find, very useful. So, there's the ones like, uh, you have a better chance of finding items whenever you kill enemies. Yeah, or pump up your XP. Yep. Or you get more experience per kill. It's a staple. Yep. I've maxed out the XP one. I've maxed out the items dropping from enemies. So th- that actually is, is a thing I really like about this game. I like when there are skill trees and the path unfolds the way you play. Right, like a lot of these things, you need to do certain actions a certain number of times in order to un- unlock the next level. Yeah, and I, I kind of like that progression rather than just a completely open one. Yeah, it feels like I'm actually molding my character more than just throwing darts at a board. Yeah, so there's like a there's a feat for, um, uh, I guess healing items heal you more, and you have to use like you have to use ten healing items before you can unlock that skill or, you know, like kill so many enemies as the ranger stance and you get this feat where you do 10% more damage with the ranger stance, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of fitting with the character, like, I don't know, like getting better through practice in, yeah. in a sense, the more you do it, the better you are. So I've got it to the point now where, uh, there's crafting in this game. So, uh, if you get a certain amount of tainted blood, you can create a health potion. So I have the feat where more items drop. It seems like I get enough tainted blood to make like two health potions per fight. I have infinite. I will never run out of health potions. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so we run into uh, the, the, I guess the town elder or the, uh, the governor of the town. And the first thing he tells us to do is, hey, there is some kind of monster out there in the swamp that's killing a bunch of our people. Please go out and find it and kill it. So that's our first big story mission. Um, there's other side quests like uh, the guards of the town are lazy and a bunch of drunks, including the captain. Uh, you have to help them get better weapons and train them. Uh, and there's also a side quest for helping out the, the doctor in the town uh, by yep. giving her some uh, healing items and different stuff like that. Is that tied to the cure for the prince? Or, I, I mean, I guess since she's the healer, I thought it would be, but I think it's not, actually. She's got her little clinic in town, right? She needs supplies, mostly. Yeah, she needs supplies like food, provisions, and uh, health potions, I think. Which is separate. I don't know why she's not helping out the prince. Why is she in a whole different building? So I never helped the prince. 
Oh shit! Yeah, there there is a um, elven is prince she- in town who is very ill, uh, and I never helped him. So is it a bit of a spoiler, maybe? But is is he alive at the beginning of chapter two? Yes, or act two? Yes, I don't think it matters. Oh, great! Yep, that's that. That was what I was going to get to. I was going to save it great. for later. All right, well then, because I, I spent a lot of time on that. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but there's loads of side characters. If I have to actually save this one, he must be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he is well, I, while I remember. Um, I looked it up. The guard that you run into as you enter the place, um, did he sound familiar, voice-wise? I don't know, maybe. He Okay, so he's played by Gideon Emery, who is the voice of the Imperial Archers, Imperial Mages, the Imperial Soldiers, Lieutenant uh, Salvaris, the whole Stormcloak Soldiers, etc., from Skyrim. Oh, man, he is. Yes, I told you. It's the generic... Yeah, uh, Nordic sort of voice uh, from uh, I took a narrow to the knee. Like I'm yeah. like, oh great! I, I as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, I bet he's from Skyrim, and I double checked him. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Did not. Now that you said that, I was like, oh man, he does sound exactly like that. <laughs> but. uh yeah, so doing some side quests, but uh, let's stick to the main story stuff here. So we go off into the swamp uh, to um, find this beast that's killing things. Um, going through, we we finally run into it, and it's like this weird like dog thing. It's like a big giant dog. It's beast thing. I don't know. It's a beast. That's the best way I can describe it. It's a weird beast. Yeah. No. 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 That's later. That's that's the that's the other thing that's out there. All oh, right. The two. Yeah. This was this was protecting a person in a cage. Mm-hmm. So we fight this thing and kill it. We find this woman who is locked up in this weird cage. And she's demanding that we free her. All of a sudden, the uh, the father of the red scribe that we've been running around with, he shows up. And he's like, no, don't let her out. She's dangerous. I put her there for a reason. And they're like, what? So I'm like, why'd you put somebody in a cage and didn't tell anybody about it? And of course, I'm like, well, I'm letting her out. And I let her out, and the reason why I let her out was because the demon didn't want me to let her out. (laughs) So I have decided that anything this demon tells me to do in this game, I am doing the exact opposite. So the demon was like, I don't like this woman. She seems conniving. Don't don't let her out. I'm like, freeing her. I like that. I like that use of... uh logic there yep i wasn't worried about the demon i was like you know and this is the thing that nobody seems to be bringing up oh the guy that was summoning a demon for power that accidentally ended up in me hmm let me see yeah i'm definitely not going to listen to him 
<laughs> yeah. Does he sound trustworthy? I don't think so. No. Like, you know, no one's bringing that up. Like, he was trying to summon a demon. And I guess he succeeded, just not in the way he wanted to. But it's just like, he, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, there's no way of... He literally was trying to summon a demon to win a, a battle and fucked that up. And now he's, like, keeping someone prisoner. Yeah, no shit, I'm not going to follow him. <laughs> well, he's not He's not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> because immediately when we let her out, she strangles him and kills him. <laughs> Rife, rightfully so. Yeah, right in front of yep. her, his daughter. And, of course, his daughter runs off. She's mad. And this witch woman uh she all right so this is where the dragon age stuff comes into because hey guess what she reminds me of morgana yeah absolutely or not morgana morgan morgan morgana's from persona 5 uh morgan from dragon age she's sarcastic she's a witch she's weird I mean, it's, it's, it's Morgan from Dragon Age. Uh, but uh, she's wanting us to let her go free. I'm doing the diplomatic thing and saying, no, no, I let you out. You're my responsibility. You're coming back with me. What did everybody else say? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Okay. I said, if you're going to be the Witch of the Wilds, then I will take you with me. I want a good mage on my side. Oh, I didn't say something as nice. <laughs> That's for sure. So are you are you planning on being the renegade here, Anthony? Uh no, I'm I'm planning on just like playing it by ear, basically. Um the mo- like cuz I'm still following the captain's orders and I'm like I'm taking her with me specifically because the guys like, "Hey, if I if she does anything, it's your fault." And I'm like all I'm hearing is I have to take her with me regardless of whether or not I want another partner because apparently it's my problem if she does something bad and I'm afraid if I leave her... She's going to do something be- bad? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So going back to town, um, she's afraid to go anywhere near the Red Scribes. Uh, rightfully so. She just murdered one of their leaders. Uh, but... Um, so uh, the Red Scribes don't trust her, um, obviously, because they killed one of their one of their leaders. Yeah, the guy. The, yeah, the guy that was trying to summon the demons. Like, yeah, that's the opinion I want to listen to. But uh, the rest of the Red Scribes are like, look, he, like she's she's okay for now because we don't know the circumstances, but keep her on a short leash. The circumstances are your boss was trying to summon a demon. And it seems pretty shitty in hindsight when you think about it that way. <laughs> I don't know the circumstances. You were doing something bad. And yeah, this but, time there was a person in the cage because of it. Well, but why was she in that cage? It doesn't... Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because... The guy was trying to summon a demon. Well, maybe she. What would was she like, trying to do? Maybe summon she would like. Demon? Maybe she would like to get a hold of that demon, 
Oh, well, then I would argue don't summon the demon in the first place. Well, and then you don't have to lock anyone up. What I'm saying is, is she's on my side for now, but I, I still have the feeling that toward the end of this game, she's going to betray us. Mm. I I wonder if they're going to do the Infamous 2 twist. Did anybody play Infamous 2? Oh, yes. Yeah. You, know, you know the twist at the end? Where the, the bad guy you thought was the bad guy turns out to be your ally? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the person you do all the bad, like, not the anti-hero or whatever stuff or villain stuff with ends up having a final good decision yep. attached. Yeah. I have a feeling she's going to be good at the end and try to put the demon back. So the end justifies the means? Like, I have a feeling she was trying to stop the Red Scribe. From summoning the demon? Yeah. Huh. You may be right. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, going back into town, um, we are then sent to investigate these weird people. So, uh, we've noticed in town that there's these people who are just not responding to anything. They're just kind of sitting there like in a trance. Uh, and the uh, doctor of the town says, hey, my assistant has ran off and we can't find him. Could you please go find him for us? And I'm like, sure. So I take uh, I take Morgan with me. <laughs> and I've kept her in my party the entire time because she has a really cool ability. She has an ability that she can mind control an enemy. And while she's doing it, the enemy doesn't do anything except stand there and lets me stab it to death. And I feel like that is way more helpful than healing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of mentality that I'm getting to in this game. Between that and the, I'd rather use flaming swords than a flaming shield, right? It, especially, I guess, now that I've... Dropped it down to easy. Also, it's it's a very offense heavy game for me. Just mowing through people. Yeah, I feel like, and, and the thing is, um, I know Anthony, you haven't got to it yet, but there's a boss a little bit later on. Her mind control works on that boss, and I was thinking, surely that doesn't work on all the bosses, but it does. All right, then. Good to know. Yeah. So, uh, go back into the swamp. Uh, and we find the the assistant uh, basically being cornered by another beast. This is the one that... Anything- no, no, no. I stumble around for 40 minutes. Ah. Wondering where the frig I am in this stupid, awful maze of a f- fucking swamp. Ugh. And then you stumble upon... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally, like, stumble upon it, basically. Like, yeah, I saw it on my map, but I was like, I wonder what that is. Uh, okay. I get Sure. And this is the werebeast. Um, this one gave me a little bit of trouble because it got me in a corner. And I can, yeah. I can only jump so much before, in a corner. <laughs> uh... But uh, after taking it down, we we find the assistant. The assistant is unresponsive, not talking or anything like that, in that trance. We bring him back to town, 
and uh, the doctor tells us, hey, there's actually multiple people who are acting just like this in town. Would you mind going and checking on those people? So we run around town, find those people with uh, the Witch of the Wild, and um, come to the conclusion that something is up with these people. It's some kind of curse that is being brought on by the Dead Walkers. Uh, another thing is that at night, at a certain time during the night, all the weird people leave town and go somewhere in the swamp. Which I feel like could have been a good piece of mystery if the story was handled, handled a bit better in this game. Yeah. That, but, sh- that should have been like a multi-quest thing. So you get like a part of that quest. You get, yeah. a, you get a, you solve part of the mystery and then you do some more like, story mission stuff and then the rest of that mission pops up or like the game doesn't really have any any real like intimate cutscenes. like i'd love to see somebody like waking up and you know their significant others a bit zombie looking walks out the door slams it you know I, i don't know there wasn't any like any character moment so far in this game where you get like an authentic moment that feels real it's all like posturing and fantasy tropes I would have loved to see something personal like somebody's living space for example yeah but I don't know not this kind of game I guess no no it doesn't exist in this game everybody sleeps on the ground yeah intense yep so um we decide to wait till night which is a cutscene it's just like yeah it's happening at night Oh, well, let's just wait till night, and then it cuts to night. We uh, go to where we think they're all meeting up, uh, and when we get there, we uh, find that there's some dead walkers, like actual dead walkers in the swamp. We kill them and find out that they are actually guarding a cave. <clears throat> when we try to enter the cave... Uh, the demon stops us and says, Hey, you can't go in here because there's some kind of ancient evil in here that will, when you enter it, you will be killed. It'll try to take over your mind. Yeah. Not unlike what I'm doing. Yeah. So. This also had one of my favorite. Oh, Matt, you just cut out. Matt? More of your mind. Go go back. I don't know. It sounded like you just hit your mute button for something. Weird. Anyway, what were you saying? That's one of my favorite bits of dialogue where he is trying to convince Vulcan to let him take over more of his mind to combat the evil in the cave. And he says something along the lines of, like, oh, it's so quiet out here. No one will even give a crap if I shit myself. And then the demon says, well, if you don't know how to have control over your body, then maybe you should let me use it. (laughs) And I was like, all right, that's the closest bit to, uh, you know, the Venom kind of banter that I was looking for. So um, this is when a menu pops up, like a little pro tip for the game pops up, says, hey, your choices matter. So whatever you do next will have an effect on the game. And that's when we get the cutscene saying... Hey, let me take over your body a little bit more. I can help you through this cave. That's funny. Shit, shit itself is an option. Um, yeah. Then you have 
they have stinky pants the rest of the game. Every character has to bring up the fact, what's that? Ah, uh, nothing. <laughs> and then it just says, your choices matter at the bottom. The, you, you know, your item, the, uh, there's an item in Diablo 3 that uh, all it does is uh, you have stinky pants. <laughs> and if some and and if you go into your stats menu, it says you stink. And then if somebody is standing next to you, they get that stat as well. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what what's the name of the item is. It's, it's pants that you can equip, and it says you stink. That's funny. And then somebody standing next to you stinks now. You, you mean uh, I, these pants occasionally? These <laughs> sorry. <laughs> If these pants occasionally make you stink, is that the description of it? Maybe. Oh, uh, fart pants. I can't remember <laughs> what they're called, but yeah, there is an item oh, in Diablo three uh, that does that. Anyway, so here's our here's our option. We need to let the demon take over a little bit more of our mind, so it can he can defeat the the mind control that's coming out of this cave. Or, or shit our own pants. Or we shit our pants and go back to town <laughs> and go talk to the elven guy who is uh, working on potions to possibly... He, he's actually working on potions to help ward off that demon in your mind. Um, but they also work on the mind control that's going on in the cave. So, once again, I'm not doing what this demon tells me to do. I went back to town... And got the potion, and took it, and then entered the cave. Matt, what'd you do? I said, need more power. Listen to you. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going the full demon route. I don't think. I just felt like in this case, yeah, this game got better when I had firepower. Uh, a little more can't hurt, right? <laughs> Enticing, intoxicating. So, so, what exactly happened when you said, "Okay, take over me a little bit more"? Uh, his eyes glowed orange a couple of times. That's it. That's all I saw. Okay. So I took the potion, uh, went into the cave, uh, and this is where we fight the. Oh man, what's it called? The tormentor. The tormentor. Yes, I was going to say the nightmare, but it was the tormentor. Which is like this ancient, skeletal, weird-looking dog beast thing. Yeah, I was going to say a demon bat. Yeah, it's so weird because it's like it's like a combination of multiple animals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's also talking to us like through our mind. Uh, and it controls a bunch of dead walkers. This thing went down without any problems. I lit my swords on fire and murdered it. <laughs> yeah, this was much easier than the werebeast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and after killing it, it was saying, what would it say? It says, "Oh yeah, the, the, it 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 right before it dies, it's laying there on the ground, and it, it you know communicates to you telepathically, basically saying uh, they're going to hold me in high regard. I'm going to be resurrected by the 
the uh, the dead walkers, and we'll come back for you. There's no there's no winning this battle. And of course, I think my character was like, "Yeah, well, you're you're dead," and then you know, it's some stupid line. Yeah, and they've made that comment a number of times so far in the game, at least three different times, that killing them almost doesn't matter because it's a war of attrition and. Even if, you know, every person you lose joins their rank, so they're they're still getting stronger no matter what you do. Yeah. Which I guess is meant to be kind of this oppressive oppressive evil, but it doesn't seem to matter that much, especially on easy, because it doesn't matter how many of those simple dead walkers there are, they all go down pretty quick. Yeah. So after doing that, um, we go back to town. And when we go back to town, we find it has been taken over by the Dead Walkers. Uh, people are getting murdered left and right. Uh, it started snowing because you know winter winter is coming. Uh, and uh, not only that, but uh, the Dead Walkers have brought with them one of their big bosses, one of the Dead Walker generals. Um, so. When you kill the Tormentor, that's the end of Chapter 2 of Act 1. The, the Act 3 begins right there, and then Act 3 ends real quick. <laughs> or not Act 3, but Chapter 3 ends really quickly. Yeah, it's basically just fight your way through it and beat the, beat the, the general. general, and that's yeah. it. Yep. So, this is when I saw... Um, the, the Witch of the Wild's wonderful ability for mind control come into play. Uh, so we fight off a bunch of dead walkers, stuff like that. Eventually we make it to the general. The general is this big hulking dude with a giant, like, axe. And he has, like, some crazy attack patterns where he'll just swing and swing and swing. Died a few times here. But my partner in crime over there is mind controlling him and that is when I go to town and man that became like one of my favorite new abilities is to have her do the mind control uh, this guy is rough because he has that crazy axe that he swings he also has the ability to freeze you so you don't get frozen you get hit by his axe, or he does this really weird charge ability where he has icicles come up out of the ground. And if you get hit by any of that, you're frosted, and you move really slowly. And that's what got me a bunch of times. Uh, but the dodging is key here. So yeah. When you're fighting this dude, if you think he's even going to remotely attack... Or if he looks like he's charging up something, you just jump out of the way multiple times. You take your time with this guy. You don't try to rush him. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you leap heroically out of the way and then absolutely nothing was happening. But better safe than sorry. True. Very true. But after uh, taking him down, uh, they run the rest of the uh, dead walkers out of town. And... Um, the uh, the prince of the elves has made a miraculous recovery. <laughs> yeah, pretty miraculous when you didn't even get him his potions. I didn't get him anything. 
<laughs> I, I, maybe the healer healed him, and he just didn't use my help. And um, he says that he that they're going to be traveling to their home, uh, I guess, part of the country, where uh, they're trying to hold off a siege from the Dead Walkers. And he's asking the Freeborn Blades to come and help them fight them off. The demon says, that's a fool's errand. You go there, you die. Don't go there. You need to listen to me. We need to go off on our own to get more power. We need to go to the, to the, the world. What was it called? The world, world um, heart. The world heart. We need to make our way to the world heart, get more power so we can fight off these dead walkers. Cause right track now, mind this guy. Yeah. You right now you're going to get murdered if you go there. And I said, okay, I'm going to go help the elves. <laughs> wow. So I, I told the prince, I said, man, uh, I'm glad to see you're back on your feet. Let's go to your hometown and fight off the dead walkers. Meanwhile, I said, oh, I'm so proud of myself that I saved this guy. <laughs> and you also agreed to go with him? Yep. And I, I said, well, I'm going to, you know, now that I've saved his life through my hard work of getting him potions, I might as well help his brethren. So I went and helped the elves as well. Okay. So I gave the demon a little bit more control over myself, but again, I don't, I don't want him to have too much power. <laughs> so, Anthony, I know you didn't make it that far, but... That's your oh. fir- one of your first major decisions. Is it a decision? How much is it going to change? I need more power, and I'm sure the response is going to be, "All right, go help the elves." <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I'm curious of what would actually happen. Is it like a Witcher Two scenario where if you choose, I'm gonna, to- I'm, I'll, let's put it. Okay, so what I'll do is, seeing how I'm behind, and this might actually work in our favor, I'm going to choose to just give in to the demon every time. Okay. And we'll see how that plays out. Okay, sure. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, okay. cu- I'm curious if they're going to pull like a Witcher 2 thing where you go to a different part of the world and only see these certain types of people from now on. Yeah. I'm going to take a wild guess and say no. I'm going to take a wild guess and say no as well, but you never know. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess and say no because that seems like way more work. <laughs> and spiders is willing to put in. Yes. <laughs> Not to be a piece of shit, but let's be honest with ourselves here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of Act 1, and that is where we both stopped. Um, I want to bring in an email that we got from Dustin. Uh, he's playing along with us. Uh, the title of this email is, Are Those White Walkers? <laughs> Yeah, short answer, yes. Let's see here. He says, so I'm halfway through Bloodstained and just getting into Shadowbringers. Then Phoenix Down comes along and tempts me with Bound by Flame. So, of course, I dropped those games to focus on this masterpiece. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, history- <laughs> my history with the game is that when I bought my launch day PS4, there weren't many much games for it in its first year except for Knack. Bound by Flame was one of the first action RPGs to come to the PS4, but after looking at reviews, I passed by it. Um, 
then the PS3 version was offered as a PlayStation Plus game, and since I downloaded everything, I was ready to go when you said this would be your next game. Starting uh, the game up, I didn't know what to expect, really. I chose a female character, and the opening scene said it all. Terrible visuals, a laughable voice acting uh, that rivals Shinmu, and wait, are those White Walkers? Is this a Game of Thrones ripoff? The combat is fine if you're going ranger build, because I don't know why anyone would play warrior stance. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, uh, the dialogue so far in this game is ridiculous. Curse words every other word makes it feel like I'm playing as Tony in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, early on in the game, we called somebody a scrotum. Don't be a scrotum. And I was like, wow, what kind of insult is that? That's that old English insult. I don't know, man. I feel like if I got called a scrotum by someone, I'd be pretty. I'd I'd be shocked. It would shut me up. Yeah, you know, like what? what that response, was very unexpected. What response do you have to that? And the answer is none. Yeah. It says uh, the arrogance and cockiness of the character makes her annoying. I'm liking. I'm assuming this- he's playing as a female. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It says, I'm liking this game even with all the jank. I'm playing on normal and was dying a few times, and it wasn't until the end of Act 1 I realized you don't get drops for the sockets in your equipment. You have to manually select them and craft something to place in them. Once crafted, you, can, you can't you can transfer, but you can recycle, so I'd say level up Craftsman perk right away so you don't have to worry about grinding for more rare mer- uh, materials. So I'll just highlight some of my choices. In Act 1, I chose to hide my knowledge of Edwin, uh, which is the Witch of the Wilds. Yeah, me too. Uh, and usually listen to what she has to say. I gave in to the demon and entered the cave so I could kill the tormentor in there. Uh, those are about the two biggest decisions in the first act that I remember. I maxed Ranger and added stun mods to my equipment so it makes better makes bosses a joke in this game. Plus Edwin's spell that makes the monsters just stand there. I can wreck everything now. Playing this game makes me think we should do uh, the Game of Thrones action RPG later this year too. Also, at each of at the end of each game, you guys need to rank them each time. Yep, I've been doing That's that. I've fair. got my running list. Yeah, well, I'll have to do that more often. Yeah. I know we've done it a couple times, but we haven't done enough for everyone. So yeah, that's true. At the end of every game, we should say, "I like this better than Ibn Battuta." <laughs> that oh, well, I will I'm, say that. I'll say that for every game. I will Except not. I like this. I like this. I like this more than Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, this game is certifiably better than Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. There you go. That but, is uh, the lowest compliment. Well, to be honest with you, I prefer even Batuta over Sonic 06. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. do too. Yeah, you're you're crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you are crazy. I least even <laughs> Batuta was over quick. Yeah. If I didn't bail on Sonic, I would have been like 14 more hours of me dying repeatedly. Yep. I would say so far this year, the most annoying moments have been those loop de loops with Sonic. Trying to hit these the speed boost pads uh, on the sidewalls and not like touching left or right just a little bit more and then losing momentum and falling into the lava. That was a nightmare. Yeah. 
you hit the ramp that takes your character automatically and moves him through the level, but you hit it slightly to the left. What? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we can't we can't put you on the ramp now. Your character is going to die. Okay. It's on rails, except it's a rail that takes you into lava. Great, thanks. Yep. So, still liked it better than even Matuda. Crazy, you crazy. And I thought I liked even Matuda better than Secret Service. So, yeah, Sonic's like halfway up the list. Oh, Sonic is terrible. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. That is one of the worst pieces of crap. Yeah. But that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can suggest games to us. You can uh, talk to us about Bound by Flame. Surely there's another person out there who's either played this game or is playing along with us. Uh, we would like to hear your thoughts on it. Or just like de- likes demons. Or just likes demons. Did you? Yeah, are you giving t- in to your demons? T- tell us your favorite demon down below. Yeah. Have you ever opened a six demon bag? <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to. Be- Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, God. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> he mentions a six demon bag, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but a six demon bag is as ridiculous as this movie is, and I love it. Yeah. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But, uh, yeah, you can also tweet to us. I'm at DML Fury, Matt is at REMGS, and Anthony is at Intersect. Uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So far, I'm enjoying my time with Bound by Flame. Yeah, me too. Uh, There's it, it, clearly got loads and loads of issues, but despite them, I'm, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Clearly has loads and loads of issues. Yep. That's the best way to describe this game. <laughs> and that's, that's where I'll end my sentence. Yep. It's on the back of the box. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. I'm Anthony. And we're gone. You guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Bound by Flame. Oh.